0: Tetra was the first site that we introduced the infinite adjust system on the front end. With previous sights we had what we call a hopscotch or plug and play type of scope housing where you had to bolt the scope housing to the frame to find the correct location. The Tetra changed that with the infinite adjust system. So now when you sight in your 20 yard mark you can really fine tune by sliding the whole scope housing up and down in this channel system. That's probably one of the biggest features to the Tetra. Another key feature of the Tetra is Ninja Star yardage wheel. Getting a better hold on the yardage wheel, especially when you're hunting and you have heavier gloves on. The Tetra does have 100 yard capabilities with the yardage tape and that's to the yard. A couple other key features of the Tetra is you get both third and second axis for even more precision. But one of the key features as far as looks goes is we've updated the front end or the housing of the Tetra. So now you have a brighter larger scope ring which helps with peep alignment as well as a built-in scope level which is just more secure. The Tetra is available in a fixed frame bracket with, with three different mounting locations, as well as a dovetail or tournament edition. Uh, so you can adjust the distance that the scope housing is away from your bow. And the Tetra is also available in three different scope housing sizes. You get an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarter, as well as a new four pin multiple pin head. All the heads are interchangeable. All the Tetras are compatible with any of our accessories. For more information, you can visit our website at www.hhasports.com.
1: Hello, we're at the ATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran Four Blade. As you can see, four blades it's got a lot of the same high-quality materials we use with our original two-blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades. Okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens. roll those blades up and then it's a click and another click on the other side. It's completely set in, will not prematurely deploy, will not rattle free, solid containment, hundred percent deployment every time. So we made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time. So that's, what's new for VIP this year.
2: All right, folks. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Bucks America Podcast Cooking Edition. Tonight's guest is Tyrell Townsend. He uh, was the guest on Wednesday, and I'm looking forward to hearing uh, t- hearing about his recipe. We talked about a little bit. Of, he gave me one word, uh, dove poppers, and I have no idea what's going to be included. We kind of consume because we've all had poppers before, but I'm going to turn the mic over to Tyrell, and he's going to explain it to you and his inspiration, and the history behind it. So go ahead and take it away.
3: Horseshire sauce and orange juice with some seasoning. So I I put in a Ziploc baggie. I usually make a dozen at a time. They're perfect. You know, they're not really something to go with. They're not, you know, a main tray or anything. It's definitely a appetizer, but it's something you can sit around with the buddies that you just got hunting with. It doesn't take forever to cook and you can sit around, enjoy it and have a conversation. Um, But I put it in a Ziploc baggie with Horseshire sauce, orange juice. I put some Slap Your Mama in there. Some seasoning salt, minced garlic, chopped onions, some seasoned meat tenderizer, and some chipotle roasted garlic. And I let that sit in there for 24 hours. And um, the smell of it is good enough to drink. I've never drank it, but it smells delicious as it's marinating it. And then, you know, I just do it as you would do your normal jalapeno poppers. I cut them in half, de-seed them, put my dove breast in, put my cream cheese, and I always use that thick, Maple maple smoked bacon, wrap it in there. Put it in the smoker and uh, enjoy. It's it's a very delicious appetizer, easy to make, and it's always it's always fun to enjoy the meat that you have shot that day.
2: Now, when you bring the smoker up to temperature, what's the temperature need to be at?
3: Um, So I I cook them slow at three hundred degrees. I just I like to keep the as much as that uh, marinate in there as possible and keep them as moist as possible. So I cook them, cook them slow at 300 degrees, and it only takes 10-15 minutes on a smoker.
2: Okay, so that's pretty tur- pretty quick turnaround then. So nice thing is that's 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 what is exciting about it. Then now, how many birds do you need to feed like six to eight guys?
3: Well, for, the for nice as an appetizer. Okay, let's, okay as,
2: let's frame this as an appetizer. So this way, people are not like, like we need to shoot 25 birds to to make a <laughs> meal out of it
3: um so the nice thing about each dev gives you two poppers because you have the split in the breast just like you do every bird so you get a breast from each side so each bird gives you two poppers and you know two or three poppers is a pretty decent appetizer because they're decent size between you get by the time you get the breast and the bacon on there it's a pretty filling little appetizer so if you want to feed 12 guys let's say 20 birds mm, that's a little much let's say 15 birds would feed 12 guys easily
2: Okay. And then if you got that many guys out there hunting that morning, it's not going to be difficult to uh, have the accumulation of birds for 15 for that quickly cuz that's going to be enough to for one or two a person, so that's perfect.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And and the nice thing about, you know, where dove hunting obviously is dependent and stuff, but we we hunt a lot of feedlots. So, we I the quickest hunt I've ever done, I was out there for an hour and I got 128 doves. Holy
2: buckets! Yeah,
3: um, It was me and my brother-in-law and we got 128 birds in an hour and it was quite the hunt. My shoulder was black and blue for a week, but it was a blast.
2: Holy cow. So what is the bag limit?
3: So the bag limit, each state is different. We were hunting in Colorado. We had a lease on a feedlot and Eurasians are an invasive species. So there's no bag limit on Eurasians. And I think in Colorado, um, the bag limit on morning doves is six per man. And I could be completely wrong on that, but I feel like that's correct. Um, but we mainly get Eurasians at feedlots. Morning doves are, you're going to get more of your fields and stuff, but you get your bigger Eurasians at your feedlots.
2: All right. So that is kind of a nice thing is that makes sense because people, when they first hear 120 birds would be a little sticker shock. But the oh, nice yeah. thing is that makes more sense now that since they already face a species, that's they you can shoot as many as you want and not have to worry about it. Cause, They must produce a lot and quite frequently.
3: They do. And um, like I said, feedlots are awesome. Um, Dairies, farmers, they love when you come kill these doves because you wouldn't think about it. But if you think one dove can eat eight to ten ounces of seed a day. So do the math on a thousand doves. That's a lot of feed that these guys are losing out on for an invasive species that are good for nothing other than eating a lot of grain and pooping.
1: I mean, you go out
3: and you, you drive past these, you know, you see these cards covered in it and these guys love when you go out and pigeon and dove hunt and help them get rid of their invasive problem.
2: Which makes perfect sense because they're out there working the farm. So they don't have time to be able to actually do that. So like having guys come and knock on, there's like go right on ahead, shoot to your heart's desire. Now, when you go out hunting, do you use a 410, 12, 20 gauge? We make dove hunting as interesting as possible. It's kind of our kickoff before duck
3: hits. So it's, you know they're a lot smaller, they're a lot faster, and it's just kind of like the you know it's hunting season. Let's wake up and see if we can still shoot these old shotguns. Um, but we take quite a, We t- we take four tens with us. I've shot in twenty eight. I've shot twenty twelve. We just kind of see we all take a bunch of guns and just kind of see who can get the coolest shot on the dove and just have fun with it. You know, it's nothing serious. It doesn't take a lot of money to dove hunt. You don't have to be real careful. You can just go out there and make it a fun time.
2: That is pretty fun. Cause that'd be, like, I've always, Oh, my, my favorite shotgun to take is a, is a four 10. So next to a 20 and a 12, but it's like, it's my, it's my, where my, where I cut my teeth on for going after pheasants and rabbits such. So it's just always been a fun uh, shotgun to use. And plus it's like, well, the ammo was cheap. Now it's like it's virtually impossible to find it because uh, they, because during the Obama administration, they did a went hard after lead, and a lot of BBs are still made lead. So it's like I've eaten a lot of stuff with lead, and I'm still not, don't have lead poisoning. But it's interesting listening to Steve Renella talk to uh, those type of experts coming through. But it's one of those things where that's what's going to get in your way. But at least you get to out there and have fun. So uh, have you? Did you get the email I sent you about our bird season, our mar- mar- migratory bird season in September? Um, I
3: have got it. I had not opened it yet. As I was um, accepting the link today, I saw that you had sent me that.
2: Yeah, because it's like you had mentioned about to, like that's one of your favorite hunts too. It's like, well, I'll just go online real fast. I'll grab the DNR. And I'll just grab a snapshot of, of the page. You, granted, it's this year, but at least this way you kind of have an idea of what, how our fee, our season works. Because living right here on the Mississippi flyaway, dude, it is ridiculous. Like, where I hunt at for deer, I just, like, in October, it's, like, early mornings. So it's not uncommon to hear over 150 blasts go off because there's a lot of public land around there. And so there's some guys that just kind of put their highways on and then slowly walk through the marshes and get their ducks and everything all set up and stuff. Or you'll hear the boats flying down right through the Mississippi and you get – set up and such it's really it's really quite special the area i live in for what it has to offer for especially for some that's coming in out of town because we can we can be in the morning we could be fit, uh, hunting ducks and by the afternoon we be we can be going after walleye and pike
3: yeah and it's nice some states are like that they're very accommodating to out-of-staters it's very easy to find easy to do you know transfer hunts go to public land and be able to do that there are some states that i've been to that it's very difficult to get on public land and do hunts and it's it's almost not worth your time going so you sending that information will help me a lot because a lot of the times we're in the truck and we got done with a duck hunt and i'm like man let's let's go state over and let's go see what we can find out and i'm getting on my phone and i'm looking i'm buying tags on my way down the interstate and i'm looking up where the closest place to hunt is You know, it's not, you don't, you usually don't have that information ahead of, ahead of time. And it it definitely, it does help.
2: That is the good thing about Onyx. It's like, it is, there's other services out there, but I really like Onyx just because A, the DNR use it. It's one of their go-tos for it. But it has a really good system and how they go in and they find all the information. I mean, calling all the way down to the county seat and calling the, uh, the, um, surveyors land offices and stuff and pulling all that information out to have very accurate information so when you're out there walking you know that line between public and private or if it's like hey if you find like, hey you go to that guy it's like hey i want to walk here to go over here to hunt but i'm not it's like can i do x but I, if it's okay you know and it gives you that opportunity to open up that conversation
3: oh yeah onyx has been a lifesaver for traveling hunters i i live by onyx um the only other map i have downloaded is i downloaded base map and i've actually never completely got to use it just because onyx has been my go-to um we we actually did a big project with the game and fish i, I built them um, a migratory bird uh, migratory uh i'm trying to think pathway for elk and mule deer we went in and completely did a bunch of fencing for the game and fish and it was funny the surveys that the game and fish went out and did i actually found on onyx and ended up moving their fence for them correctly because of onyx and it's just funny how accurate that 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 site really is and how it can help you
2: There you go. So there's Onyx free plug. So is there anything else you want to talk about? Any other recipes that really uh, inspire you? Because I have my last podcast with Jeremy Salt. We talked about Appalachian oyster or Appalachian Appalachian mountain oysters. It's a spinoff of Rocky Mountain.
3: Okay. So I'm very familiar with Rocky Mountain oysters. That's a staple of Wyoming. Love them. Um, I love bringing people from out of state to try them. You know the one. I would say the one other thing that has always meant something to me more than death poppers is obviously just your jerky, and it's just because it's that one thing that I think every young hunter is always the most excited about getting their first animal and getting that jerky. Because I, I just I just grew up as a jerky guy, and all my friends are always the first thing that I asked any hunter as I walk in their house is where's the jerky at. I mean, it's just. That's the one thing that I love to cook the most other than my Dove Poppers. Other than that, I'm pretty basic. I eat my meat just like everybody else does and do my simple cuts. But my poppers and jerky, I can get pretty serious about.
2: You get this too. It's like if you have an air fryer, you can actually use that as a jerky way to make jerky as well. If you're only making it for a small portion for yourself. So it's like if you're going to be preparing something and you want to have something for that morning hunt, air fryer works perfectly. I have a buddy of mine that was on the podcast back in May and he did it with ducks and he turned out and he said, it turned out really good. So uh, we talked about it on the podcast with uh, uh, Chris Dietz and it was something that's like, that could be actually quite inspirational to try. It's like, you just put it in the, the air fryer. Some of them, someone will actually have a jerky setting and some of them. Yeah. If it's an older model or wherever falls in the, in the uh, spectrum of models, you can actually go and, just kind of program it yourself to make it work. But I thought that was something new that it's like, well, that's actually kind of a port. It's like, if you don't have the beans to dehydrate something, that's a good way of making it happen.
3: All the fryers are worth their weight in gold. I've just recently bought my wife one. And um, when I moved out to Kentucky and she's still here, I can tell you that I can cook you just about anything you want in an air fryer. It is a lifesaver for a man that cannot cook. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is so true. All right, uh, Tyrell, thank you for coming on the podcast again. Tell us how we can find you again on Instagram.
3: Top hand underscore outdoors.
2: Perfect. And then that will be in the show notes on Friday. So thank you for everybody listening and uh, go like, subscribe, review and tell a friend. Thank you, Tyrell.
3: Yes. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome.